listening to Nerds on Film with Roxy Noberry, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, guys. We got the hot 40 for you this morning. <laughs> guys. Jurassic's what do we really do now? We blew our whole fucking wad at the end of the last one. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, well, okay, we did, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, we did. We did what now? So, uh, Shot our wad. We, with, you oh. know, being like emotional and gushing over each other and how much we love each other. And That's how much... true. Now it's time for the actual gushing over each other. Sean, start furiously masturbating. And as per usual, Sean starts crying during masturbating. <laughs> we don't necessarily talk about this, though, but what's everyone been watching lately? I know we talked about... Oh, the- man. Well, before we get to that, I have to fully clarify Sean's previous statement about crying while masturbating. He's not entirely crying I have despair it's also because he's doing it so fast that the friction is making him very raw it's like an <laughs> oh, god that sounds a miserable a lot of it is because he's in excruciating pain I thought he at this rate he pretty much had a leather penis at this point <laughs> just for <laughs> constantly jerking it yeah, oh, his, yeah his dick is like dragon skin at this point <laughs> <laughs> dragon scale on his dick in fact so my much penis. that when he, when he ejaculates he goes Dracarious <laughs> <laughs> my penis and Babe Ruth's pitching glove that is in uh, Cooperstown the Baseball Hall of Fame look almost identical nice okay including the multiple prongs off of it like you've got like five (laughs) of them cigar ash on it and you know yeah well uh, okay so to answer (laughs) blood from throat cancer to answer Roxy's question wrapped what have you been watching lately if you wouldn't mind I'll jump in to start I usually go last I'll go first this time um, That's what she said. So we we already talked about last episode. We saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Beautiful. See it. Amazing acting job. Good storytelling. Really hope Brian Singer doesn't get nominated for that movie because he only directed half of it. Well, fuck that guy anyway. And hopefully Brian the DGA Singer. is smart enough to say don't. Hopefully they aren't like marketing him to do that because if yeah. he did, that's just a dick move. Yeah. Well, um, he's a dick anyway. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, but that being said, awesome. We also saw Venom a few weeks ago. Um, and... <laughs> How did someone describe that it? That was a movie. That, that was, was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> that was that was my original quote. Well, that was well, it was a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was someone your quote. actually a, a, a writer in Hollywood. So here's what I learned about Hollywood about writers. Writers can summarize a statement into its core trope in like one sentence. So you know, like you've heard, like oh, it's a it's a boy and his dog story. Right? Yes. Yeah. So basically, someone said, this is a lovely story about a boy and his symbiote, is, yeah. what, is what someone summarized it as. <laughs> Here's a little ditty about and, a boy and his symbiote. And it's, you want to see a boy and his dog story, legit boy and his dog story, watch Solo. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and it's very true. It's this, the dog is an asshole symbiote from another planet. And I got to say, I never thought Venom would actually be funny. The character Venom would be funny. But he had some jokes that worked the movie the movie suffers from the the problem that i think we said well i was saying privately amongst nerds from the beginning which is that you can't accurately tell venom's story without spider-man because everything about the creation of venom is tied to eddie brock's hatred of Mm spider-man and therefore the negative the 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 kind of evil, semi-evil nature of that symbiote. Yeah. And without that there, it just feels like um, 
a Grindhouse movie, but without the moral undertones. So a really, really good Grindhouse movie because the special effects in the movie were fucking amazing. Yeah, they're um, all right. I'll give them that. So that's kind of how I felt about it. Was it watchable? Yeah, it was watchable. Was it a worthy oh. entry into, for starting off, Sony's so-called Marvel Universe? No. Nope. Nope. No, I and think... And Brian, it, I don't know, man. It's If you do not care about Venom and the Spider-Man mythos and him being such a key part of it, if you are not privy to that, it's a very enjoyable movie. If you know about it, it's a decent movie. If you care about it, it's a goddamn AIDS-related dumpster fire. Wow. <laughs> AIDS-related dumpster fire? How yeah, is it a dump- fire started by AIDS. Oh, my God, Sean. <laughs> How can AIDS start a fire? It, it, I don't know. It all, They got together all these AIDS cells the fire. <laughs> into a symbiote up. creature that's way too sassy than it should be. Read the comics. I will uh, say this, seeing Michelle Williams as, spoiler alert... Uh, she Venom? Lady Venom, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty hot. They gave her, like, a crazy ass when she, t- when she took on the city. Like, <laughs> they made yeah, her, they did. They, made, they gave her, like, monster boobs and monster ass yeah. when, she was, when she was the symbiote for, like, five seconds. She looked mm. like something that, like, some fifth grade boy, like, doodled in his, like, math book. <laughs> or, you could tell or that this something is, like... like Comic book writers and comic book illustrators yep. have been yeah, doing right. For years. Well, true, but Tom McFarlane in particular was known for like big boobs, big asses, yeah. and that's it was very much a callback to Tom McFarlane's. Like, yeah, do you remember how yeah. big Spawn's boobs were? <laughs> Duh. It's a good thing they didn't like do full frontal because his dick would have been like, like often like onto the next panel. Because <laughs> 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 he always and it had drew, its like, own little venom head on it. Is super like crazy long, and obviously Spawn's cape is super. So yeah, naturally. Have we got? Have you guys talked about naked- Batman's penis? No, we haven't talked about. We'll save it for later. Batman's oh, penis is right. going to be a topic. Batman's penis made an appearance in culture. Yes, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's Batman thank penis you for right here. That up. <laughs> Batman's Jewish. Mm. Let's just put that way. Yep. Shabbat Shalom. Lachaim. Lachaim to life. Okay. Well, so, Venom, yeah, Venom was fun. What right. else have people been watching? Okay. I'm going to couch this by saying, and I'm I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. I am ashamed. <laughs> I've been so busy. The last film I saw in theaters was Black Klansman, so it's it's been a hot minute. <gasps> tell us more. Do okay, tell. it was good. It was it was definitely one of those movies. Like when I left it, I was like wide eyed, like fuck, and it was just because of how. He and I don't want to like I don't want to do any like major spoilers or anything, but like how he wrapped the film, he closed the story, and the way the story closed, it's kind of like somebody could walk away from that and go, "Yay, racism was solved." But (laughs) (laughs) no, you know what it is, Sarah. Now it's sexism. I know what you're saying, but frame it like it's like Back to the Future Part Two, where they tell you what's happening next. Yeah. Like right before the credits, they show you the to be continued part, but in like a horrible way. Yeah, and and then and then it was like, then you saw um, snippets. So like it was like kind of like we've closed this period piece movie, and then it's just a series of shots of the Charlottesville riots and all of this uh. new stuff that's been happening. Um, huh, and then it and smart. then it closed out with the um, upside down. American flag, the signal for a country in distress. 
And so, like, it left it on an extremely powerful note. And this movie was done very well that it it brought humor to an extremely serious topic um, of, you know, of this cop going basically undercover um, to infiltrate the Klan. Um, and and ta- and literally having conversations with David Duke on the phone where he does not know he's talking to a black man, and, and Topher Grace plays David Duke. Topher right? Topher Grace plays David Duke. Um, uh, Adam Driver's in the movie. It, it was he's the the Avatar basically. He's the Avatar. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say this was a very very well crafted movie. It is not without. Uh, it's not a perfect movie in the sense that there's a lot of people in the black community who've had problems with this. Um, and Spike Lee has um, been kind of um, he's been a little controversial within the Black Lives Matter movement um, because he's been known to be more um, fairly sympathetic with um, NYPD. And um, he's like like he's created films to kind of like short films for NYPD to help boost their role with the community and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying that that's like necessarily a bad thing. He's got to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's a distraction from but, the main argument. But one of the things that um, like there have been other black filmmakers who have had a problem with this film because they felt it sympathized too much with police. Um, even though there is like a bad cop in the film, but it's kind of like. In, in this point in time, they're not necessarily saying that this was the story that needed to be told, huh. um, or at least the way it was told wasn't necessary, and that he took some liberties with the story that made him, that made the main character, this black cop, um, a little bit more righteous than he actually potentially was in real life. Mm. So um, so there there's, I, I will say it's a great story, and it's a very powerful movie, and it definitely, for... A lot of the people like us, like, this is definitely a story that needed to be told, that needed to be put in front of our face. Um, he made the movie for white people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I, yes, to a certain extent, I do think this was a like a slap in the face for like, hey, fucking get with it, white people. This isn't over. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't done. They're, we're still dealing with white supremacists on the regular. Um, but I, But for a lot of people, I think there's, it wasn't without controversy is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah definitely well i'm glad nice. that you shared your insights on it because i really really want to see it, it uh, yeah and it was extremely well crafted and sean didn't you say you saw black clansman oh yeah katie and i went and saw it and both of us cried at the end of it and then got home and we're just like sitting here turned on the news started crying again yeah it was uh and then we were just both angry <laughs> we were just yeah. both so angry for about 48 hours after it in spurts be like God, what the fuck yeah why the fuck are people still like this uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah. I was during the during that last montage of the film. I was, I was weeping. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was. I, it's a, I mean, it was a very, very powerful film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Otherwise, um, I just actually, I was just listening to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on audiobook for the first time ever. Is, reading it, it. is it the one that Stephen Fry? Yeah. did. Oh, yeah. yes. So for the first time, quote unquote, reading the book. Oh, I d- so such a good book. It is a great book. So I decided to revisit the 2005 movie, whenever that movie came out. Yeah. Um, with Martin Freeman. With Martin and Freeman. And Zoe Deschanel, I think. Yeah. And, um, and, and Moe's Death. Death. And wow. Sam Rockwell. And Alan Rickman. And Alan Rickman and Bill Nye. Alan Rickman. And despite Rickman. having this powerhouse <laughs> cast, I was like, wow, 
reading the book and watching this movie, that is disappointing. Aww. Well, it's a bummer because they didn't get to finish it. They wanted to launch the whole five Right, books. but at the same time, they added in totally, like, they did what they, what Hollywood does and added in this fucking love story with Zoe Deschanel and, um, Mer- and Merton Fr- and, like, it wasn't needed. Yeah. They, like, yeah. made them kiss at the end. I'm like, well, they didn't do that in the book. Why? Why mm. did they? Why did you guys do that? Like you just now cheapened the female character. It's okay. Um, and so I was like, so that kind of that kind of bummed me out. And I, but otherwise, like I can kind of see where they were going with it. And I probably Douglas Adams would have appreciated the movie to a certain extent. But um, well, we won't know because he's dead. Because he's dead. Well, I from what I recall, I think some of that screenplay was based on an early screenplay that Douglas Adams had done oh, okay. too. So the bit that's not in the book but is in the movie where they go to the planet with John Malkovich's character, yeah. um, I believe that was actually something that Douglas Adams had not put in the book but was something that he was thinking sure. of when it was thought of like, hey, this could be a movie. Yeah, so well, that I'd... bit, which I didn't like because I didn't like the way it was done and it seemed kind of shoehorned in there i think that actually was something that douglas adams did want to like put in yeah. there and address because well, he understood that like when you do a movie you do it, it it's not always going to be like the book but it's also different if you have the actual author doing the screenplay too well, and, and being and, that like, they were, making those decisions yeah and they were from radio plays originally that's what they originally yeah. were then it was a book then they went back and did like a mini series and then so like it's gone through so many iterations and none of them have been the same and so like to me yeah. it like it doesn't feel like it needs to be super loyal to the book but like throwing in you can need to try a little harder yeah and like <laughs> if you're gonna give me a love story in the movie make it believable i'm waiting mm-hmm. for the interpretive dance version uh in <laughs> times square by a ragtag group of czech artists but I, I will say i flat out traveling. appreciated like just listening to just some serious goddamn british humor yeah the book is so good. Yeah, the audiobook. I was just like, I was like, oh my god, this is this is a Monty Python sketch. Like, Aww. hands down, this scene is a Monty Python sketch, and it's hilarious, and I love it. So, I'm shout out for a book. That's what I've been doing lately is listening to a, a lot book of that was dramatically reinterpreted as both a film and an audiobook yeah, and a yeah. radio. Oh, okay, it's fine. We'll yeah, I, we'll like, but I, I, <laughs> I finally got off my ass and got a library card. And getting the library card. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Wait. The you English didn't have major, a library card? The, this English major has not had a library card since I graduated from college. I think, wow. yep, yeah, we just got an email from San Jose State. They're they, revoking they're it? They're revoking your degree. Well, it's because, <laughs> I've had, it's because I've had so many books on my shelf that I should be reading instead, that I shouldn't be going out and, like, getting new books, but I, but now I've just been listening to a bunch of audiobooks because I'm trying to listen, I'm trying to get through 12 books this year. I was and, gonna, I was gonna revisit the classics, but, you know... Listening to Bossy Pants for the 14th time <laughs> sounds like a good It wasn't move. Bossy Pants. I listened to Yes, Please by Amy Poehler and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was in the realm. <laughs> and uh, Bossy Pants is an amazing book. Yes, It, it is. is an amazing book. And so is Yes, Please. That was a really good one, too. So is Busy <laughs> Phillips's new book. It'll only hurt a little. Is it? Is that I one really, really good? Like nice. Yeah. All right. Foxy Roxy with yes, lots of Moxie. Um, what, do you, what have you been seeing? I have been watching a lot of Netflix and, Same. I, and HBO. And on HBO, I really want to recommend a new documentary that came out about a month ago. It's the uh, Jane Fonda documentary. Really? Fonda oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Five acts. Nice. So each act of the documentary is a section of her life. 
Um, and they primarily focus on the men in her life, interestingly enough. But not just the husbands. Like, her father was a huge through line in this entire yeah. story. And they had a very contentious very, relationship. Very, very contentious relationship. Jane's, Jane's mother um, was, was very ill. Um, and was actually um, interned at a um, institution for a large part of Jane's life and passed away while in the institution. Mm. Uh, and there's a huge part about that. Honestly, this is a retrospective on her life and it's a retrospective on her inner child and how wounded that child is and how her life's mission basically through all of the roles from Barbarella to what happened in Vietnam to Hanoi uh, Jane. Yeah, exactly. All of it, I think, is a way to incredible workout tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To her workout dynasty. I mean, she single Yes, they were alone. incredible. Yeah. We both appreciate them for different reasons. <laughs> she, yeah. She, <laughs> I she still... I'm still doing those thigh presses in my bar workouts. Can you yep. believe it? You learned so much about why she even made those tapes in the first place. And that's awesome. all in the name of her political activism. Really? That all of the proceeds from those videos yeah. went toward her activism. That's amazing. Toward, um, different political hmm. organizations that she was. That's amazing. And I'm sure the so movie. You funded the yeah. political machine, you guys, by and purchasing her tapes. And I'm sure that it goes over her, like, conversion to Christianity and all that stuff too uh, not necessarily as much as it's in the context of her different marriages okay and primarily I mean the chapter on Vietnam alone is very compelling stuff she is deeply deeply regretful for what happened in Vietnam when she visited and um, if you know the whole controversy of what happened there when she went she took a picture while sitting on top of this um, uh, I forget what, what type of machine it is basically it was a a machine used to kill American soldiers and she took a picture with it because she was trying to basically acclimate with the Vietnamese um, locals that she was interacting with. Right. And, and it pissed off a lot of the military. didn't care to yeah. think of the type of message that would send to the vets back home and the people fighting. And there's a picture, there's a really famous iconic photograph of her sitting there smiling while sitting on this basically American killing machine. Yeah. And the message that carried with her, um, what happened to her career, what happened to the Vietnam movement, uh, a lot of it was shaped by Jane Fonda and her involvement in the activism and the the uh, the, the politics, you know, that came in. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of phrasing it because of Brian's alcohol. Um, but I will <laughs> You're say You're doing this. great, Roxy. You're doing great. Uh, as I'm stumbling through it, Jane Fonda has not stumbled through anything in her life. She is an icon for good reason. Yeah. And this documentary, she, I mean... She helmed it. Like, it's it's her story. Nobody is speaking for her. I mean, the, the, you're, the, all the interviews with all of her, you know, significant others and um, family members and uh, famous friends and collaborators, they speak nothing but very truthfully. So this, this, is, this has a lot of truthfulness to it. And like I said before, it all comes back down to her inner child and her healing that part of herself that was really... Uh, wounded by a very, very difficult childhood and very difficult life. Um, being the daughter of a Hollywood legend is is no easy feat in its own way, you know? So just for somebody to come but from But then such... she went off and made one of the greatest TV shows of all time with <laughs> Grace Lily and Tomlin. Frankie. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, they It's so <laughs> fucking good. So Grace and Frankie is so good you guys that's like the best part of the whole thing yeah like the whole section on grace and freaky is just hilarious well isn't it interesting because she had to go back into acting training because yeah. she didn't know how to handle 
the storytelling for a TV show. So oh, she no. actually had to go yeah. back. This is an Academy Award winning actress, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Going I mean, back into Clute? training. Clute is one of the greatest films that she's ever done. Yeah. Like, and that won her first uh, award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Jane Fonda in Five Acts is on HBO. I can't recommend it enough. It made me cry. I, I was deeply moved by it. Question for Roxy. Yes, sir. Have Who plays Jane seen... Fonda, by the way? What? What? It's Who a plays Jane Fonda? It's not oh, a no. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, Who plays Jane Fonda? They don't have dramatizations. I am a fan of forensic files, and I like to see dramatizations <laughs> in no, my documentaries. She, she's interviewed throughout, and she tells her life story. Um, have you seen the Robin Williams documentary? I have. <gasps> uh, nope. I, I know. No, I so did. It's, it's actually We're not talking about it. the same vein that the Robin Williams one was. It's the same type of uh, truthfulness and, and very, very... Uh, intimate interviews yeah i do want to give a quick shout out though if we're talking about jane fonda if you guys have not seen the movie cat baloo it is a jane fonda western oh where her dad dies and so she's going off like seeking vengeance and gets like guys along with her on the way and it's it's a super funny movie i mean it's very 1960s awesome it's very 1960s but it's made me want but it's a great movie it made me want to go and rewatch on golden pond again you guys should do a jane fonda retrospective yes we have to now because there's hmm. a scene in on golden pond that she goes into in detail on the documentary right it's the scene with her dad right your heart yeah because there is a well can i give you a tiny little snippet so the people okay because i know that yes they had a difficult relationship one of the things they was a separating point for them is that Henry and Jane Fonda both had drastically different approaches to acting. She was very much trained in the Lee Strasberg method acting approach, and he had not. He was you know, in, a, in a modernist approach, but he just kind of like... He was a perfectionist. Yeah, he was just like, okay, just learn the lines and do the scene and yep. just, just like keep doing it until you get it right kind of thing. So he always kind of rolled his eyes whenever she, he saw her like working on the technique or whatever. Um, and there's a scene in Golden Pond where she's playing the fictitious character's daughter, who they're also having a strained relationship, and she does something in the yeah. that was not rehearsed. In, yeah. So in watch the, the documentary to find out because we don't want to give too many spoilers. Yeah. So and that's a very method thing to do, by the <laughs> that's way. That's what I'm talking about. That's to... like the greatest thing ever, and it's it's so. Oh God, it's just it's so good. It's so fucking good, you yeah. guys. Jane Fonda is so good. Yeah, we have to do an episode on her because she's just incredible. Um, yes, so that I've been watching. I watched that and I just can't stop thinking about it. Um, and then really quickly, I've been watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, yes, is that good? I was going to talk about that. I, I'll let I, Gina talk about it. I just want to mention that I've been watching it and I love it. I know. Are we still talking about on Golden Pond? Because I wanted to share. <laughs> A story about the time that Spencer Tracy and I rolled a big fat Bob Marley joint and he fucked me wearing a Howard Hughes mask. It was fucking wonderful. Oh my god. Wow. Are you are you Estelle's sister or like I'm Catherine Hepburn, you lepton. <laughs> that was the one time where um. where I jerked off Spencer and I didn't actually even move my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, real quick about so about fun. chilling adventures of Sabrina, and then we could segue over to Gina because um, I know somebody who did hair and makeup 
on oh shit on yeah that's yeah. right she works up in yeah she that's works up in vancouver cool. she's um, she worked on riverdale too right? she worked on riverdale she worked on arrow for a little so while so she works on like the berlanti she, shows yeah lot. she um that's so cool she did she's done like a fuck ton of like really bad lifetime movies and hallmark channel movies <laughs> um she's uh it's my sister-in-law's stepsister nice um but she and i are cool that so, is so rad. Yeah, so well, it's it's not as work. It, she's not as distant to me as it sounds like she is. She's, she's like <laughs> contributing to the beautiful aesthetic of that show. So uh, well, well there done. There you go. And actually, she did. She did have to tell me because I didn't realize that um, the woman who played Missy during Peter Capaldi's tenure as the Doctor on Doctor Who, Missy was the master female version. Doesn't matter. Um, that actress was fucking incredible. She's basically like a twisted Mary Poppins type. Damn. And, um, she's on, she's on Sabrina and, oh, and, shit. and Emily had to tell me, she's like, oh yeah, I had to tell you she's on the show and she's super nice and she's so cool. And I'm like, can you please tell her, just pass on a long <laughs> message for me. I don't even care. Just tell her I thought she was incredible on Dr. Who. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Okay. Gina, take it away. Yes. Gina. Um, so like Roxy, I too have been watching much Netflix. Um, I watched a couple different things. I watched uh, The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, oh, what'd you which think is of that? kind of a like yeah. DIY, like a like a imagine like a goth Martha Stewart yeah. DIY kind of thing. But, but it's also like, scripted. So, like it. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's scripted, but also with like uh, Henson show. puppets. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. that's it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's, it's like a cooking show it's with it's puppets. very it's very strange. It also has Dita Von Teese in it as like the main character's like mirror ghost. It's <laughs> it's interesting I because I watched all of it with David and we really enjoyed it. Like as a DIY show, it struggles a little bit to like find its footing. Yeah. But I this think sounds I, like a show that I would really like. Yeah, <laughs> Alan. It's right up fucking Alan's alley, you would dude. Love it. Um, but they our, make and a then. Dry pear cider in the show at all i'm just curious <laughs> i'll make whatever the fuck no you want. unfortunately I but i'm sure you'll find cider. other things that you like there alan <laughs> um but yeah no like there's there's a, a puppet in it that's a, a raccoon that she has reanimated <laughs> but replaced one of its hands with a fork um it's it's a fun cute very quirky strange little show it's very niche I would think. Um, I tried to write a spec <laughs> script for that show, which taught you how to make a Turkish coffee press out of a virtual boy. <laughs> the 3D all red system from Nintendo that nobody except Sean and Brian had. Can so I, can I just take a quick it, step back? So like. Real quick. Within one of like the first couple episodes, she makes like a like a coffee dispenser, but like out of cake. Oh my god! So <laughs> I do so want to point that out that sounds delicious. You're not super far off, um, but like that's that's just a lot of fun. It's super like fun, cute, quick episodes. It's fun to have on like in the background too. Um, that was a lot of fun. I watched a movie that's kind of a like cosmic horror kind of Lovecrafty ish themed deal. Uh, also on Netflix called The Endless. Oh, um, not to be confused with uh, the Neil Gaiman Sandman characters, um, but the The Endless focuses on two brothers who are um, 
I don't want to say escape ease because they they were able to leave willingly, but they will say defectors, um, defectors from a like desert cult kind of setup um, who are convinced that like, you know, I want to compare it to like Heaven's Gate kind of cult and that like there's something in. Uh, you know, there's, you know, some sort of sky, you know, beast, cosmic sky being that's going to call them all home. And the the two brothers have defected. And one of the brothers in his adult life is struggling to, like, find his purpose in life. And they get a tape from the uh, from the the cult members. Um, and they think it means that they've all, you know, ascended um, or, you know passed on but they actually go back to check and then you find out that there's you know kind of a weird cosmic thing actually going on um so that was actually very good it was interestingly shot um very small cast um and it was super interesting. And then recent, most recently, I've been watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, I'm about we're either I've been watching it with David, so I'm I like it's taken me a lot of self-control just to not shotgun the whole series because we were going to watch it together. Um, so you can you can tell that I love him because I'm holding off on watching my damn witch TV, Seriously? watching my programs to wait for him. Um, my programs. You're holding up my watching my programs. My stories. Um, <laughs> but I I like. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina a lot. I think it's very, it's beautifully shot. It's, you know, deliciously dark. The one criticism I do have of it is that for a show that's fairly representational, a lot of the primary cast, you know, many of the primary cast members are uh, actors of color. Um, you see there's a, one of Sabrina's best friends is a young black woman. One of her other friends is a non-binary uh, character named Susie. Um, the three primary witches from the the witch university the that she interacts sisters. with that she calls the weird sisters. Um, one of the 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 lead is black. Um, one of the others is Asian. So there's a fair amount of representation in the show. But as much as I want to applaud the show for its representation. There's still a certain level of tone deaf that's happening as well. Um, there's a lot of like because the lead witch, um, I'm forgetting her name right now, um, from that, you know, is kind of Sabrina's antagonist mm-hmm. at the uh, witch university. Um, College of the Unseen it's, Arts. It's, yeah, the Academy of Unseen Arts. You know, when you pit a, you know, a young white girl who's kind of trying to be painted as good witch against a young black woman who is kind of painted as bad witch, there's a lot of like race politics that aren't necessarily being addressed in that. Um, because the character of Sabrina Spellman is written as being half witch, half mortal, they throw the term half breed around a lot on the show show um which there's there's a couple scenes in particular um that you know the term half breed is thrown around there are scenes that are somewhat reminiscent of lynching Mm. that like i understand that women were hung for witchcraft i totally get that but there is something 
in my mind, deeply problematic about having a black woman call a, you know, white girl who's trying to be painted as like your most innocent, you know, you know, baby character calling her a half breed and then also, you know, leading her around by a noose in a particular scene. Um, so there's I, I feel like the show is trying, but, that's but kind of creating there, like a, there are creating certain things that just are falling a little bit flat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, uh, the character of Father Blackwell, he's supposed to be like the devil's right hand man. He mm-hmm. this is kind of a it, it, I don't think it's on the same level of the issues that you're kind of bringing up, but this is something that mm-hmm. I think a lot of the people in the um, the Wiccan community and like the witchcraft community are kind of taking issue with pronouncing um, the holiday as Samhain as opposed yeah, to it's pronounced Samhain. Yeah, it's Samhain. It's it, it, it's it's Gaelic. I get yeah. it, but get it right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's pronounced Samhain, and you don't have to go that particular. Like I understand, like I'm not gonna bag on people. For for pronouncing things incorrectly because it means that they've only read it and never heard it but like it does like if they like supposedly they had like an on like a pagan on set kind of in the same way that the craft did so it's like it would have taken you 30 seconds to find out that it's pronounced Sawin and not Samhain mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing too is like I applaud them for including a non-binary character but much of what you see of that character is only her um I'm going to call her her because that's the pronoun that's used through at least up through the show that uh, up through the part of the show that I've seen. You really only see her struggle with gender. And it's in the same way that like sometimes we we struggle with storylines where you have a gay character and the only thing that their storyline revolves around is being gay. Or if you have a black character, the only thing their storyline revolves around is being black. Um, So to... So, but like, and I, I understand that, you know, the inclusion of a non-binary character is a fairly new thing in Hollywood, but it's, you know, you need to realize that like, at the end of the day, they're, they have an identity outside of being non-binary yeah. as well. They have hopes and dreams and, and loves and futures and interests outside of their gender identity. Um, and so, like I said, I feel like... I love the show. I think it's beautifully shot. I love the aesthetic. I love the storyline. Just when it comes to kind of inclusivity, I feel like it's trying, but there's a certain level of tone deaf that it's yeah. just like, okay, you can yeah. think about that a little harder next time. It's still time. a show in its baby season, and it's it's, it it's is. still learning how to be itself. Fun fact, the modern Church of Satan is suing the show oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for copyright their... infringement of the statue of Baphomet that's portrayed in the show. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they basically recreated their statue. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ain't that some shit? And like, and that's some shit. Well, and I guess, and also, I guess the way that the, I mean, I haven't seen the show, so I can't speak to it. But they're also basically kind of saying that the way that they're using the artwork, yeah, in the show is not in line with the religion. And so no. they're like, "What are you? Mm-hmm. You just got this all wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you guys are basically right. horrifying to like fear yeah witchcraft again like yeah you're, it's, you're it's making a mockery of it it's like bringing back satanic panic of the 80s that's yeah. the one satanic panic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. though 
Uh, I will attend the I'm I'm forgetting that I I didn't do my research beforehand like I should have. But the actress that Sarah is talking about who in the show plays the character of Miss Wardwell, um, best actress in the whole show, Ooh, too. Yeah, like, you know, good. by by honestly, like by leaps and bounds. Um, David did not watch like a ton of Doctor Who, but like there's a scene in the first episode where you think that potentially that character may not make it to the next episode. Um, but through plot line, you know, the actress is still there. Um, but, you know, in that moment, David's first thought was, honestly, if if she's not coming back, they have wasted that actress entirely. <laughs> and he could he could see, you know, how incredible her acting was from, you know, the the first couple minutes of her being on screen. And she's nice. absolutely fantastic. Oh, um, yeah. I it's it's a it's a fun show, definitely. But, you know. It's definitely a, a it's definitely a still, you know, still be critical of the media you love kind of moment. Well said, Gina. How about you, Sean Z? What you been watching? I've been to the movies like an adult. No. <laughs> like an I'm adult sorry. time. Yeah, not. Yeah, that's true. I kind of do. I don't have a car anymore. <laughs> what? That's because you sold it for fucking crack money and that's not our fault. <laughs> sure. No, Gina, by the way, real quick, I'm glad that you're okay and yeah, that nothing terrible yes. will happen in your car. I'm yes. glad you're alive. Yeah, thank Very, you. Not to make light of that <laughs> issue. Honestly, part of me is just like, God, selling it for crack money almost seems like a better alternative to what happened. <laughs> like, at least I would have got no, some cool At least you would stories. have some crack. <laughs> at, least I'd, at least I would have crack and or money. You could have been <laughs> like that. Money. You could have been like, uh, you would have been Felicia in Friday. Hey, Craig, can I borrow y'all's microwave real quick? <laughs> but great. Oh, so I did. Uh, I've been going to the movies quite a bit. I saw Venom. Uh, I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. I saw A Star is Born. And I saw Halloween. How okay. was Halloween? Oh, how was, I was going to say, how, how was Bad Times at the El Royale? Yeah, okay, Bad Times at the that. El Royale is a great movie that was made for YouTube. That like a director was like, I'm gonna make a short film that's two hours long, and I'm gonna get a star-studded cast, and I'm gonna make a fan film to Tarantino movies. Wow! Okay. At least Chris like the movie is it. great for so much of it. The whole movie, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. They they show you all these interesting characters with these crazy backstories, and then you want to know more, and then they kind of just go into one direction that you don't really care about. You don't get any resolution on a lot of the other stuff that they showed. And the climax is nearly non-existent. It just felt like it was just not, it just didn't pop. It just didn't have a moment that actually grabbed me after like all of the rising action. I felt, I got blue balls. I got movie blue balls. Mm. Yep. Okay, moving on. A Star is Born, Ugly Cried. Ugly Cried really, really bad. I would have, yeah. I downloaded the soundtrack. I listen to it all the time. My wife calls me a Nancy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Katie. Halloween was amazing. Halloween was the perfect follow-up to the original movie. You're not kidding? Are you serious? No. I fucking Halloween was so great. All the perfect little nods to moments from the very first movie. If you're a student of the 1978 Halloween, which is one of the most perfect movies ever made, defining an entire genre almost that movie they have so many points where every like these these callbacks to moments in that movie 
but turned on their side where it's Michael that is the one that's being hunted and it's Laurie Strode that's the one that's doing the hunting. Okay, Damn. and to be co- in confirming Ooh. that Jamie F- Curtis is playing Laurie, right? Yeah. She is yes. Her- okay. It's like has never really been his sister, which they talked about in uh, in Rob Zombie's remake of it. Yeah. But some people assume that back in the day, but they never really said in the first two movies, which were the only ones that had Jamie Lee Curtis into it and t- until H2O with LL Cool J and fucking Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Not dude, Carpenter if you remember never Halloween even wanted that H2O. to happen. He never even wanted that. He never yeah. wanted her to be related to him. No, they, ne- she never was related to him. No, so this one, yeah. and, and oddly enough, very surprised that Danny McBride was part of the writing team and that it didn't have a bunch of dumb dick jokes. It wasn't yeah. like there was no eastbound and downish humor in it. Yeah. Uh. Um, so <laughs> interesting comment. So on the flight home, Vanessa was watching a documentary on the making of the original Halloween. And I found it fascinating why they went with the William Shatner mask for Michael mm-hmm. Myers. Because it was it was just so dead looking. Nope. <laughs> it was terrifying. The, the original <laughs> script said that he wore a featureless plastic mask. No facial features. Just a face plastic mask. And when, so when they were looking at the rubber... Sorry, rubber mask. And then when they were looking at rubber masks that were available, it just so happens that... The mask for William Shatner was the one that had the plainest facial features available. So that's the one that they painted and then put the wig on yeah. to create the Michael Myers mask. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. So he's not yeah. actually supposed to be wearing no. A William he's Shatner supposed mask. to be. He is supposed to be just the fear of the unknown and of pure evil. Exactly. Because in the first movie, if you look at the credits, it doesn't say who plays Michael Myers. Oh. It says the shape. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same thing. The same spirit that they brought with this one. Uh, and that's what they call him in the credits and that. It's the shape. Yeah, the character. Michael Myers happens to be a label that we've given this perfect embodiment of all that is immoral and and, and evil and just an well, unstoppable force of well, pure destruction. No, literally, though, Michael Myers mm-hmm. is the patient who escapes from the hospital. And the whole reason he goes back to that town is because of his sister that he murdered all those years ago. Right. right. And... And and they do have the psychological angle of it with Loomis and everything, trying to understand him. But part of what they said in the first movie and then this one is, every person that spent significant time with him went, no, there is no psychological diagnosis for him. He is just pure evil. Yeah. You should put him to death. You know every what? single like doctor. more evil, though? Fucking Loomis. I never fucking liked that guy in the first movie. Even the second one, I couldn't even fucking stand. Donald him. Pleasance is an American treasure. You watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, um, total sh- uh, shift gears for a second. So I did a quick little bit of research while you guys were, he was talking about that. And I have a confirmed answer about who was Freddie Mercury's voice uh-huh. in oh. Bohemian Rhapsody. <gasps> so it That's was actually... so many episodes drum roll, ago. Drum roll! Drum it was roll. a combination... <laughs> So, yes, they did use Masters of Freddie Mercury. Wow. The, Mark Martell, the guy I was referring to, was a good portion of it. But actually, Rami Malek did do some of his own wow. singing in the movie. Oh, wow. And they were very, like, surprised at how much. So, yeah, so it's actually seamlessly blended between the three nice. of them. So Really? Cool. Yeah. That's cool. amazing. Yeah. That boy deserves a nomination, at least a Golden Globe. Give this man an Oscar. Okay, Give him all quick. the awards. While also, talking- give that guy a sandwich. <laughs> come on Bubba you need to put on a few pounds come on Bubby right. Mom and Oberry will feed you <laughs> real, real quick though while we're talking about things that we've seen recently please tell me some of you guys watched The Haunting of Hill House I'm on episode number two I 
I have could, not. I started watching it, yeah. and I watched the first, I'm not even kidding, the first seven episodes Damn. in one night. I stayed up till two in the morning because I could not stop watching it. How could you watch that at night? That shit's terrifying. It was, <laughs> I actually didn't find it that, I found it like scary, but not that scary. Oh my God. Maybe because, so when I watch Netflix, I watch it on my laptop because I have it in my room. I don't have a TV in my room, so I watch it on, lap, on my yeah. laptop. And I also play solitaire while I'm watching, so that could that could have taken the edge off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were just you solitaire with on your solitaire. phone while you were watching. No, on your no, I, I split screen. Oh, okay. I have Netflix on one half of my screen, and I'm either I'm either playing Spider Solitaire, Free Cell, or uh, Tri Peaks. Oh on my God, this. Sarah! Oh my <laughs> goodness! I am a fucking old person. You know what's even more terrifying? Oh man, Free Cell. Next thing you know, you're gonna like... start crocheting while watching these shows. Well, and that's I it. was crocheting with my right hand, doing my word jumble with my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> watching a VHS of Days of Our Lives from earlier today with one eye, and the other eye was watching the Powerball numbers. But do you guys know, <laughs> but you guys know who the dad is in The Haunting of Hill House? The the flashback yeah. dad is Elliot from E.T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Hugh Crane? He plays Hugh Crane? He plays Hugh Crane. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And then fucking hmm. Timothy Hutton plays him in, in mo- the modern mo- day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what, okay. what so the no, fuck Dr. happened Monique. to Timothy Hutton? These are the same characters from the original Hill House story, correct? No. Oh, so it's not Dr. Montague or... And no, when you no, say no, no, the no, original, no. you mean yeah. the one with Liam Neeson, Owen Wilson, and no, 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 no. There was an original from the 1950s. No, there Brian, was, yeah, I mean, there was a, I'm there was fucking one... with you. <laughs> I know, we did, they did the that, play but... at our high school, and yes. I read the play. Yeah, and, and, and there was a novel, and it's not like that. It's basically the Cranes are a family who... Um, and that includes Eleanor and um, Theo and all these, yeah. and all these, you know, they're all, they basically all move into this haunted house in order to flip it, like in the 80s or something like that. And they go to flip this house and then that's where all the shit goes down. And the mom dies. It's all very mysterious. The kids don't really know what's going on, but, you know, some of the kids are saying it was super haunted. One of the kids is like, I didn't see anything. But he writes a book series about it, and it's about them dealing with it as adults. But it's like it's kind of dual done in what happened then and what happens now. Okay. And the storytelling is incredible, and the terror that they use that they employ is awesome. Oh, yeah, the jump scares. That's are what great. I keep hearing. I hear that it's terrifying. But the thing and is, amazing. Is, but the jump scares are few and far between. By comparison to the long built-up tension of just what's going on overall, yeah. So the writing hmm. is impeccable. It is a fabulously well-crafted movie, and I am a TV show. TV show, and I'm annoyed that they're talking about making a second season of it already because I think it was just a beautiful little mini series, and I don't want them to ruin it with other things. No kidding. <gasps> Speaking yeah, right. of. They're gonna do a reboot of Peaky Blind or fucking uh, Penny Dreadful. Yes, but they're doing it based in Los Angeles. Like 50 years later. They're doing it based And with in like Los- none of the original cast. That has no. not been confirmed yet. And Okay. Well, and I mean, it's set like 60, 70 years after. It has not been confirmed yet how they're going to do the original cast. However, you remember, everybody is Please tell me that Ava Green grown. and her acting partner partners, those titties, will be both coming. <laughs> To the reboot well, because I love Ava so Green. So what they're what they're doing with it though is they're actually focusing more. Um, what so they're it's going to be based in Los Angeles in the 1930s and it's going to be more rooted in, um, like Spanish the, folklore. 
Yeah, in in Mexican folklore. Yeah, and okay. It's going to be more focused on. Um, they're going to be more uh, conscientious of the time period, so they're going to be talking about the race relations um, in LA political stuff. Yeah, in LA at that time. Whereas Penny Dreadful, the original series, wasn't. You know, they didn't really. They weren't talking about what was going on in England at the time. That didn't really matter. So. But it was underlying mm-hmm. thematically because you you looked at the whole Frankenstein's monster. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but you could have you could have dropped that into any time period and it would have been the same thing. I just but, feel like the writing hi, was um, so impeccably. Question, hello, here. Um, question. Um, yeah. Uh, Tobin Rothschild, any cool news? Will there be <laughs> chupacabras in the reboot? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'll I'll sign up for Josh Harnett as a chupacabra any day. Well, and, and, and what? that's a sexy chupacabra right he there. Can, <laughs> so in other words, Mr. Hartnett, you right. can uh, you can chupa Roxy's cabra any day. <laughs> is, what, is what he's what she's saying. Hey. I got a name. I got a name. Uh, lucky number chupacabra. I mean, like, have, you, have you really been into Josh Hartnett since like middle school? Because like oh, I God. I was into him like. Until Girl, the up faculty and, uh, was on over the weekend on Stars, and you were like, and I had to watch the shit out of that. I, well, that's because it's an amazing movie. The faculty is a great tweaking, movie. Man, a fucking tweak. That is a great movie. Um, but I, yeah, I was into Josh Hartnett up until about Pearl Harbor, and then about, oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, on, I'm man. not. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, Josh Hartnett is the family friend of my mother's. So I've been into him since his birth announcement came to my mailbox with his photo in it. Honestly, though, Penny Dreadful was definitely something that saved his career in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And it was a great show, but I kind of like that they're doing, they're they're basically American Horror Storying it by... Yeah, anthology They're making yeah. Yeah. an anthology series. Well, yeah. Anthologification! Mm. I read, too, that they're going, that some of the focus is going to be on... Um, Santa Muerte Ooh. and like the cult of Santa Muerte, yeah. um, which is going to be super interesting too, because that's a very like niche thing as well. Yeah, it's like sick. it's like a subcult of Catholicism. Yeah, it is. It's it's I, well, in the same way that like Santeria is technically a subcult of Catholicism as well. It's a fusion it of the Caribbean um, yeah. spirituality um, of Vudun with, um, with Catholicism yeah. because, you know, when the, the priest came over to try to convert, it was kind of like, oh, well, okay, this saint is kind of reminiscent of this God or this figure that we have. So they kind of use the imagery of the saints, but worship their own gods. Um, and that's what Santeria is. And so Santa Muerte is kind of a, is also an offshoot of Catholicism in that way. But it definitely um, uses more like South American spiritualism, South American belief practices and fuses it with um, like Catholic iconography as well. So can I take that as a hard yes on the Chupacabras? (laughs) 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 And you know what? I ain't got no crystal ball, but I had a million dollars and I... I spent it all. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Heroin. Fun, fun story about that song. <laughs> fun story about that song because I am on my third glass of prosecco from the past hour. You're on your thrift. <laughs> You're on your I want, thrift. I want um, prosecco. Hand it, hand it through my screen. I want it. You want to put so, a cap in Sancho, Sarah? No, no. So, whoa. We were. Thanks, Brian. We were. <laughs> I should have taken off my 3D glasses. 3D theater. Whoa. Oh, oh. You, can, you 
audience great for this, our audio only for podcast. From the, the I love webcam. having an audio podcast. I know. Um, so <laughs> Reed and I were in the car with Mike and Mandy and the twins. Mike and Mandy being my brother and my sister-in-law and the twins being their children. And we were driving back and a song came on the radio or whatever and it was mike and mandy's song like their song is a couple which is happy to be stuck with you by huey lewis in the news very cute and i and i was with reed and i was like oh you know this is mike and mandy's song he's like oh that's cute and i'm like we don't have a song (gasps) and he's like oh we should have a song he's like we're like okay and he just pauses and stops starts to think for a little bit and then he goes santeria by sublime and i'm like that is not our song (laughs) and he's like Oh, it's our song. And then flash forward like a few days later, his roommates, who love doing karaoke at the house, start singing Santeria by Sublime. Oh he records it and texts it, texts it to me. And he says, babe, they're singing our song. And I'm like, fuck you. That's not our song. Flash forward, flash forward another couple of weeks later. I'm at McGaw's with Roxy, the piano bar in Danville, and uh, with a few other people. They start playing Santeria on the piano, and I record a little bit of it, and I text it to him, and I'm like, babe, it's our song. (laughs) His plan has come to fruition. And just about every single time that song comes on, he looks at me, and he goes, babe, it's our song. I'm like, it's not our song. But that shit is fucking your song now. It is. It's actually not. We actually do have a song that is our song, but it's very quiet. It's off your murder playlist, isn't it, you sick fuck? It's not off the murder playlist. Here I am, stuck in the mail. No, no, it's uh, it's, uh, This Must Be the Place, Naive Melody by Talking Heads. That is our song. Oh, that's cute. That is our song. Um, Well, so funny that you're bringing that up because Mm -hmm. Vanessa and I didn't have a song until we had to come up with what was our song for first dance. Yeah. Like we had to uh-huh. like, we had literally were like going through a list of songs. You're like, we listened for about 30 seconds. You're like, no, no. Okay. Skip. And like, we went, we went through this incessantly. And then she finally, she picked one, and then I agreed with it, basically. Nice. And that's the song we danced to, which was... Yeah. Mine was easy. I was like, let's do something from a movie. I'll pick something, you pick something. Mine will be sappy, yours will be cool. Oh, my God. And Sean. she picked Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I was super happy with it. And I was like, can we... Can we do the slow pot to the <laughs> Princess Bride? Sean, <laughs> your song it was literally so brought me to tears. Like it was so Yeah, beautiful. oh have you not heard about this, Gina? No. So our first I... dance was the first half is like two minutes of storybook love from the end of uh, uh, Princess Bride by Aww. Mark Knopfler holding My each other, and then it's like, like record scratch doomed. into the song from Pulp Fiction that they do the Jackrabbit Slims dance to, and we did our oh, best to dope. do the dance. That was so that's pretty good. good. It was really cute. So I love really that. Cute. I mean, the moment the first chord of the storybook song comes on, we're just like, Ooh! I could hear you, fucks. I'm trying to have like a moment with my life, and I just hear this like, <laughs> it's the princess part. It's the princess part. It's the yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It was so well I done. Love it. Moments like that, man. And then yeah, and hearing all my friends from Durango going like, "What is this?" <laughs> well, since like since I know I know nothing about your wedding except some of the like pictures and things that I've seen on Facebook and right. like and my so 10 that minute wedding story was the best. <laughs> well, that story and, was like, the best part of it. Everything before that was the fear watch fear and loathing in Las Vegas. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. Bad country. Much. Um yeah. no, but I, I I thought you were gonna be like, so we had to pick a song and I picked the thong song, but it was me down. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, she did have dumps like a truck. Truck, <laughs> truck. <laughs> truck. <laughs> that's that's like what? 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 <laughs> my all night long. All night long. <laughs> so it was my my youngest sister just turned twenty one this uh in October and she came home at the end of the month and I I went home to to celebrate with her um because she she gets like that last Friday of of the month off in Nevada. Um, so she came back and I took her out and got her like fairly drunk for her birthday. Nice. And I convinced her to get up and do karaoke yes. to um, uh, Baby Got Back. Nice. Yes. And it was it was the best. Oh and I'm so proud of her. Dude, that's <laughs> amazing. That. Is there video proof of this? No, we we didn't do video because she that's the thing. She's a she's. She's an engineer. She's very introverted. Um, so the fact that like we were even even though she was like fairly drunk, even just getting her up there to do it was a lot. So the promise was none of us would record it. But then post that she was she wasn't feeling very well. So David and I went out with her to the parking lot. And what it turned into was apparently the best way to sober my sister up is she just roasted my boyfriend for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then she was and then she was just like, OK, I'm good now. And walked back. Wow. So she talks. And David's shit just and sitting there. A shell no. of a person, uh, right? <laughs> Sitting okay. like, um, the, okay. The, thi- the thing David. is, like, the the thing is, though, at the end of it, before she walked back in the bar, she looks at him and she's just like, "I only do this to you because I know you can take it, and I like you better than Kyle. Uh. Kyle is my Kyle is our other sister's husband." Oh. So, <laughs> so I know they don't listen to this, so I don't care. I feel like that should be her Christmas card now. <laughs> But no, that Gina was, is not that, dating our David. She's dating dating a different David. Yes, very. Yes, David. no. I think I feel like I feel like we've been we've been over that. Also, like podcast <laughs> podcast Dave is married yeah. to to not me. Stranger to things not have happened, Gina. Gina. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. But that was that was. That's a pretty iconic twenty my... first birthday. Yeah. 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 I I did a full custom menu for her at at the Aww. bar too. Like I I named all the drinks specifically and like if you guys ever have anything that you want to like do special for somebody, do it at Gina, Seven Stars. Gina, like, those, that amazing. was my favorite cocktail menu I ever read because <laughs> even I didn't get the references. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. how awesome they were. We're actually we're Dang. doing that, Gina. We're um this not this weekend but next weekend we'll be we'll be at that same bar for my roommate's yeah. birthday and I'm getting a custom menu done for her. It's going to be lit. Yes. We're we're going with so a fairy good. tale theme. Cute. Okay. Nice. So before we get to feedback. Yes. Cuz we believe it or not we've actually been talking for another hour. <laughs> oh wow. Jeebus. Yeah, exactly. We know Sweet. how to talk. Yeah, we do. Yeah. When we don't we sure guys do. when you guys here's the thing. The reason why we're podcasters is because if you get us talking, we won't shut we up. We will not shut <laughs> up. Can't stop. Won't um, stop. You Bad put some booze in me, which we thoroughly have. And then I'm Mama not Juana, driving. And then all that stuff. Gave her um, the talkie juice. Mama Juana's <laughs> who I lost my virginity to. Um, Tia Juana. Um, I was in so I, have another, I have another question I'd like to end this second half of episode 200. 
slash 201. Yes. Lightning round. Lightning, <laughs> ra- lightning round. So <laughs> one thing is that the one thing we waited so long for was we were actually we're trying to do a really great trivia night episode. Oh. And Eric was going to, who is always our quiz master, couldn't make it, it. And he's the best yeah. at it. So therefore we couldn't do it. So we ended so up doing it. can't be the quiz master because he's busy oh. being the jizz master. I was wrong. He's romancing that beautiful oh. wife of his. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, he's making his own volleyball team. Um, okay, so... The question I have for you, lighter question from last time. What does you think? What does you think? <laughs> what does you think? What do you think? I've had a lot what of drinks. What do you think? Yes, hello. <laughs> this is Leon Felt, and I am so think. sorry that I um, have waited until the end of episode Leon! two of 200. Leon, you're here. But um, well, yes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Ask seriously. It, Leon, ask the question. What do you think has been your. Favorite and oh, sir, I'll allow a top three. <laughs> um, I can't pick one. You saw the terror in my eyes when he said, "What is your favorite?" And I'm like, uh, uh, "Which is your uh, favorite?" <laughs> favorite moment from the podcast over the last hundred to two hundred episodes, whether they made it onto the show or not. Mm. I would I, have to say the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually. I have one. Okay. What? I have one and. The one that I can think of right now because I'm drinking. But it has always been one of my favorite moments on the podcast. And I don't I don't think it was everybody else's favorite. Maybe not even the audience's. But for me, it was one of my favorites. It was the Great Gatsby episode. <laughs> and Sean, we were talking about East Egg versus West Egg. And he equated it to the Tupac Biggie rap battle. The East Egg, West Egg rap conflict. <laughs> and, and the English major in me, like, flashed back to, like, junior year or whenever the fuck it was that I read that book. And I just, I just, like, I was laughing so hard I was crying. Because I fuck that, that green light, homie. Because <laughs> it was so fucking funny. So that, that hands down, has been one of my favorite I moments. That was... I think that was one of my first episodes as like a regular host. Or, or no, no, no. You've been no, on for about a year at that been point. There. I feel like. No, fuck you, Brian. This is the thing. You don't remember shit. Remember how the last episode I was like, it was Pullman beats Freeman in the landslide was the episode I was on. That is the name of the fucking disaster. Okay, fair enough. Episode. But I do yeah. know you joined the, epi- the podcast regularly in 2013. No. So. No. no, no. no. Okay. You know what? Hold for edit. Because <laughs> and, I Great and Great Gatsby. And Great Gatsby came out in 2013. Tape. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So it might have been 2013. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. It was one of your first episodes, wrong. right? Fine. You're wrong. Interesting. <laughs> um, top three for me probably would be our Star Wars outing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that when was came fun. Back. That was so much and fun. And I literally, I wept. Yeah. I wept in the opening credits oh, and the closing I credits remember, and when Han Solo died. I remember yeah. I was like, Sarah, do you want to say anything? She's like, no. You were too verklempt. It was great. Um, and then, I mean, this is kind of iconic for. Uh... <laughs> okay, Sarah. Oh God. <laughs> you and me. Um, I forget what episode we were joking around on this on, but I mean, this was just a, a thing about timing. Mm-hmm. Our joke about uh, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Oh, don't be a dummy. <laughs> don't be a dummy. Come, Come on, a dummy. <laughs> that moment when we just like synchronized our watches, <laughs> like comedic timing. 
will like iconically go down as one of my favorite moments of just like <laughs> yeah, us riffing about whatever the yes. fuck we were talking about. Yes, that was delightful. Yeah, okay. pretty fucking delightful. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. For me, I just I gotta harken back to my first episode with you guys. I really, really loved Aww, that whole experience. Yeah. That episode was just so much fun. Our flow was so just awesome. I. I mean, I'll never forget feeling, like, this sense of, like, rightfulness of, like, yeah, I'm meant to be here within, like, the first few minutes of the show. I mean, you guys allowing me to quote (laughs) Gladiator in, like, the first, like, (laughs) second of the show, I was so, like, I just, I just felt accepted. Good. (laughs) I just felt like, you know what? I'm, I'm in good company and uh, just moments like that like I'll, I'll go back and I'll I, I mean I showed the episode to my family and they loved it like it was such a point of just like pride and fun and um just good things to come so it's definitely one of my most beloved moments on the show just being able to have a you know great first go with you guys that whole episode was my hands down my favorite memory nice <laughs> Gina oh yeah. uh, let's see so when I was when I started to come on as a regular host, we'd recorded an episode that then the audio either got corrupted or lost or something. And I remember that being like a hoot and a half um, oh. just because I think it was it was an episode that was like intended so for the audience to like kind of know who I was and like where I was coming from as to like become a part of the podcast. But it also turned into a discussion of like who everyone's like first big celebrity crush was and that was a lot of fun for me um and i i thought that was great um i also you know before i was on i was i was listening to the podcast as you know listeners do um and you're the the fir- the last episode that or the last time you guys did the like the big trivia roulette thing that was fantastic because yeah. um, I remember listening to it and like trying to play along at home <laughs> like a big dark um, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so um, I I I loved the podcast because you know because you know i started listening because roxy was on it and i love roxy dearly and you know she and i have been friends since middle school and so of course you know she's involved in something i wanted to support her and then that just opened the door to such a wonderful wonderful thing that you all were doing and now i'm lucky enough to be a part of it um and then i will say uh you know, we're going to come full circle here that from uh, from the humble beginnings of me hitting on Brian in a bar to <laughs> <laughs> to uh, a a slightly buzzed, if not full drunk Brian at his wedding as we were leaving, telling my boyfriend that he was a very lucky man, I thought oh, was very sweet as well. Really so I will. I, those are those are some moments for me. So sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sean. <laughs> I'm taking the top five because I take up more space than anybody, <laughs> any two people here. I'm bigger than any two people here. Oh, my God. So I'm going to do a top five. Number one, unfortunately, I can't share this with anybody but Brian and Eric, but number one would be 
our trip to Vegas <laughs> to go to the New Media Expo. Oh my god! Ah, oh, I couldn't get time and off to learning go to that. things about Eric that he would not volunteer. What? But Eric is a very different man when you get him all alone out in the city of sin. I think I know what you might be referring to. It does not involve titties. Hmm. Moving oh. on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number Moving two. On, but, right. Number two. The nerdonomy fucking game of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, that we never oh yes. Which we oh. never actually. Oh. Did we air this? Sarah no. has made us all sign <laughs> contracts in triplicate. <laughs> we are not airing that. We that. could not ever release it. <laughs> we are not airing that. Sarah, she's adamant, you guys. She that is was so great. Okay. If I ever really want to get bad. another if you job. Look, this is the thing. If you listen to that episode and then you read three of Donald Trump's tweets, <laughs> you immediately forget anything offensive before the three tweets. Wow. It, it's, it's a... Oh, Sarah. It's actually it, pretty. I listened the, to it again. It's actually not that bad. Here's the thing. It's also. It's not the worst thing we've recorded. We all know the worst thing we recorded. Oh, I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh God. We all know the worst thing that we've recorded, but that was not one of it. But it was still bad enough that I don't want it out there. <laughs> Sean, continue. so number th- number three, nerds on fistry. Oh, nerds that's on the thing that fistry. I so can, we, so can we talk about how this started really quick? So yeah. it started from me. Just misspeaking. I meant to say nerds on film, and I was referring <laughs> nerds on history. And so film and history became Make a portmanteau to history. <laughs> and it became a running joke. And then we eventually, for Sean's birthday, was it? For no, Sean's one year birthday. one year for being on the podcast. It was for Christmas. We, it was my yeah. Christmas present. We, we, we sent him an episode you, you, of nerds you wanted on to send me an episode. You wanted to send me a present because I was always angry about editing. Yeah, so, so you're like, so if we do us, something for him, he'll turn down the flames. So Kevin, Dave, Dave Eric, Eric, you and me, yeah. all recorded Nerds, Nerds on, on Fistry. Fistry. One episode where we were all these characters talking about our first experience with fisting. I'm Nigel Fistikoff. <laughs> and, and, oh my God. And just, Sarah, you are Fistina Uptwellbos. Fistina Uptwellbos. <laughs> and, and then Eric was Archibald Strathpon. This is amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh my god! I forgot to put Yes. Holy shit! I, I mean, so it was, th- and this, this is definitely the recording. I do not want to see the light of day. The funny thing it is, is, we went, we got is, about a solid ten minutes before we 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 bust up laughing. We we got about ten minutes in. We got we got up until. Because we were going through everybody's backstory. <laughs> and then I got to and, mine. No, no, it was up to mine. We made it through yours. We got up to mine, and it was a thing that I'm not going to say, <laughs> but I said I said it was ribbed for her pleasure, and then we just <laughs> fucking lost it. At that well, not... and Brian, so Brian sent me the like the one that he edited together, and there was and some I used Vivaldi's Four Seasons, yeah. which by yes, the way no, is a song that no. goes. But the whole mini episode that's like 20 or 30 minutes long, the whole mini episode that you sent me, you said that the files were sort of like the audio was a little off, which it is. It still is a little off. But then I was like, just send me the full version of it, the, the raw version. And I much more enjoy listening to the raw version because of every time that you guys just lose your shit. <laughs> 
That sounds amazing. That sounds and amazing. that will be released for twenty dollars down. No. <laughs> and it'll be called the Sarah Ashley Career Ender Fund. Yeah. <laughs> um, Career Ender Fund. Is that all? You need chunks? to support Sarah for the next. I don't know. How long do you think you got left? Forty, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Here's... top five, right, Sean? Do you have any left? I mean, I don't know. Well, let's do an equation. How many glasses of wine do you have a week? <laughs> <laughs> You're being a brat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always calculate my life, like how long I'm going to live. Like, how many drinks do I have a week? Okay, I've got a good 14 years left on that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I genuinely have, like, with the exception of tonight, because tonight's a special occasion, mm. I genuinely have, like, maybe three three to four drinks a week. So mm. That's yeah. it? Yeah. I have that at breakfast. Well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's fucked up. <laughs> Downward spiral. Only um, once on Sunday. Only on Sundays. I brunch like a champ. Okay. There you go. Do you have any more, Sean? Yes, I have two more. Remember, we only did three. So, number four, an anonymous Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> Which one? Oh, wait, the, the Christmas Carol what? one. Okay. The Christmas Carol. The next yeah. one was fun, but a Christmas Carol... You know, with all the effort I put in and all the time. It was amazing. Go it fish, felt amazing. motherfucker. Yes, go fish, motherfucker. Take that a clown, very motherfucker. <laughs> Do you have any tools? I don't understand why he has to yell so much. Oh, my God. Ro- wait, Roxy and I as, the, like, the fucking surfer bro. <laughs> You like, wish to remain anonymous, bro? You, you wish to remain anonymous, bro? Oh my god, the first time we did that, we laughed so crying. <laughs> Do you wish to yeah. remain anonymous? Oh, that's, yeah. And that's another reason I love that. That was yet another time where we recorded a whole first part first, where it just ended yeah. up being terrible, and we're like, okay, we got the cobwebs out. It wasn't like the, the files were fucked up or anything. No. Yeah. We just didn't agree. We all agreed that sucked because yeah. we did like two hours before we did the next like four hour recording of that shit. Seriously. Yeah. But the way we pulled it out was just seamless. Yeah. We did it over like th- three recordings. That, that was yes. another one wow. where Estelle made some jokes yes. that, I, oh that keep me up at night. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. So let's recap. Previously on Sean's top five. We have Vegas. Number one. Number two was. Remind me. Oh, yeah. Nerds on humanity. Nerds against humanity. Mm-hmm. Nerds on fistry. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. Any Jeez. guesses at what the, the other one on my top five is? Oh, God. I don't know. Number one. Oh, wait. Is it Eric? Is it Eric doing the three little bears? <laughs> yeah, is it is it is it Eric is it Eric reading the children's stories in the Hitler voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was oh Eric my doing God. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, bears as Hitler as read by Adolf Hitler. But that music in the background <laughs> is so fucking creepy. What's a fun time? And you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> that was that was something that I didn't hear until someone put it in the nerd thread it was on me. Facebook. It was me. Yeah. yeah. No. And then I was like in the parking lot <laughs> at West Valley just like crying <laughs> with laughter. And Three the, degenerate so bears. The, the amazing thing is that Eric did that in one take. Wow. One wow. take. And incredible. you can hear you fucks laughing in the background <laughs> which I tried to edit out but during some parts was like you guys were Jeff Daniels in fucking Dumb and Dumber laughing. The- <laughs> Yes, so that's that, uh, you know what's fucked up. That wasn't gonna be my number five, Sean, but now it's six, and that's number five. 
Because no, no. <laughs> but I just want the just the Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Hup, hup. There was her rightful porridge on the table. Meant for her. Where it needed to her, be. It was meant to be. Where it was meant to be. And then <laughs> the three brown but again, degenerate the foul, bears. Brown bears had made one too hot and one too cold. But the other was just right. <laughs> and when the bears came home, the Gestapo was waiting. <laughs> so so I think Eric needs Eric needs to come back on just so he can like revive that because oh it's, it's quite. The only quite, reason I know the, that verbatim is because is so I've listened good. to it a thousand times. I have sent that to everyone I love in my life. I have just sent with no description. Just sent them. It says like audio file underscore yeah. zero I can tell one you. or something. Here's the thing: in, in in a in a Trumpist world, it's really funny for white people. Not so funny for my Not Jewish so friends. Not so funny for yeah. people. Yes, really anybody else. It yeah. wouldn't go over well in Pittsburgh. So let's go on number six. Number no, too soon. All right. Number six, because we had to do the last one as number five, was the first time we did the fucking Six Degrees game episode. <gasps> oh, that was great. Yeah. I've listened back to that episode multiple times because we all just prove how little we lived. Like, actually, how we just watched movies for can so I, long. Can I point out, actually, I think one of my most glorious moments was on of playing that game was on this podcast where somebody asked to do the connection between Tom Cruise and Macaulay Culkin, and I got yes. it with one actor. Wow. Yeah, just one actor. Who was it again? It was Tim Curry, because <gasps> yep, Macaulay Tim Culkin Curry. was in Home Alone 2 right. with Tim Curry, who was in Legend with Tom Cruise, oh, and everybody yes. had forgotten about Legend. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> Legend. Yeah. But, if you but like, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I got it. of Consternation, and I just re-listened to it last week. It's awesome. It's a classic. Nice. Okay, so. Wow. Okay, Brian. All right, Brian. Lay I gotta admit, this. Sean stole most of mine because okay. uh, because Nerds Against Humanity was pretty damn good. Yeah. Eric reading Goldilocks and the Three Bears as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Gold. I didn't steal Nerds one on that Fistory. I know you're gonna use. Amazing. None of these will ever, 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 Don't ever make it into the podcast no. because they're like. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, not audio quality wise, just we heard some very dark, twisted individuals. Yes. Um. <laughs> I think, and and this is no surprise. Okay, so I can't necessarily name a top three, but I'll name a, I'll name a couple. Um, Christmas Carol for sure yeah. was one where we came in with one idea, and it very quickly devolved. Is like this is not going to work. Nope. And that was another moment of me growing. Is like I could either resist this and fight for my vision, or I can just let it take. And the we way made it takes a it. joke. The out char- of you doing it out of your vision. Yeah, because and I was like, well, let's let's lean into that. What if I what if I'm playing? We yeah. all agree. What if we were playing a dramatized character version yeah. of ourselves, where I'm the overly controlling person who's trying to organize this thing? And it actually was very therapeutic, and was it's still one of the best things we've done. I mean, any episode really that allows good. me to open with fake puking is one of my books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the sequel. That's to it, right. It just opens up with yeah. you being hammered. The sequel to it. Fun. Not as good. Not as good. But we know that. The sequel's fun. usually not as good. Well, it's because it's really Hey, hard have you guys all Chris- seen Caddyshack 2? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to good find point. a lot of Christmas properties that are not under copyright. Yeah. So. Oh, we're That's doing true. Ernest Saves Christmas because they <laughs> let the copyright <laughs> lapse on that like the year after it came out. But I do, but I do remember that, the, that year 
I remember that's when I had gone Christmas crazy and I had done I made eggnog, I yeah. made the look for everybody. Yeah. You had seen my hats, my Dickensian top that was a hat great with Christmas. the You wore sweaters way too much. And you then my brother sweater my brother in a text thread said, My brother, the king of Christmas. <laughs> and he was quoting Scrooge. Yeah. But it was like it was really like it was kinda cute and yes, this is a very self serving reference, but it was like that was fun. That, that was, was cute. so much yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> uh, karaoke episodes. I'm surprised we haven't oh talked about gosh. karaoke episodes. Oh. Karaoke episodes. We have an unreleased one, don't we? We do. Yeah, unfortunately, Roxy's mic got fucked up, so we I couldn't use sorry. the audio for it. Yeah. It's not, it's not Roxy's fault. No, it's it was not. Actually, it was great because I was terrible. Well, if uh, and no yeah. one ever got to hear my rendition of um, Jack's Lament. Jack's Lament. That yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to time. maybe we'll have to do that one again. I remember that one was just like that particular karaoke episode. We wanted to do it so bad and then we put it off yeah. like four times. Well, if you guys want to do another and one, I'll come back for a karaoke. I think that one just <gasps> was not meant to be. Christmas but karaoke. We'll I will come back for a Christmas karaoke episode. Do we want to do it this year, guys? Do we want to do Christmas karaoke this year? Ooh, let's do it. I kind of want to make it happen. Let's make it happen. We can do it. Well, Jesse, I know I know the the blue. <laughs> Christmas. I will sing the shit out of Sing I know that the, and get all the horny one, up on this table. Oh, the, holy night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that the... Way too early for that. Way too early for I know that the the one track that was kind of lost on the one where the, the recording got fucked up was all of us singing um, Auld Lang Syne, I think. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. And... And it was it was you know really nice and very sweet and that one I know like Roxy really wanted us to all have so maybe we'll be able to do that again this yeah, year. Yeah, it's my favorite song, you guys. And having Vanessa there was really nice. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vanessa's got a lovely singing voice. She People does. don't know that. She does. Added she does. So much, like depth to that song. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, guys. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. People that know you know that you guys sing all the fucking time, whether yeah. people want you to or not. Right, so we want people. To, we want more people to know. We'll bring it back for sure. Did you know we do musical theater? We do musical theater. Did you know that? We do so, musical theater. So I was. I stand corrected. It won't happen in 2019. It'll happen in 2018. Yeah. Stay tuned. So guys, hi. Lovely we're the Alvarez Moriarty's, and we'll be doing a little number for you. <laughs> um, feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah. Yes. yes, listener feedback. Feedback, <laughs> sweet chariot. Coming back Coming to feed me. To make me feel dumb. <laughs> thanks for all the Instagram love, folks. Yeah. 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 Thanks and all that. Keep doing it. We'll Absolutely. Keep- yeah, did people like my costume? Yes, they love my costume. Your co- I'm sorry. costume was amazing. Pl- like, let me, I'm sorry. Let me Fan pluralize it. Costumes. Fantastic, Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Costumes. Sarah, can I read you some of the comments that we got on our, our, our Facebook or Instagram thing? Yeah, let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, uh, totally. Laura, uh, Instagram Laura Ellen G says, Rogue, the real badass one. I'm still waiting for that reboot. Yeah. And then Elsie Ratesma says, Happy Halloween. Cute. So and we got uh-huh. a record fifty-two likes on nice. that post alone. It's nice. Oh, nice! Oh shit! Good. Fifty-two likes. Do not fuck with us. Dude, we, we are two blowing up social help? media. <laughs> can I that liked our picture? All right, can I? And, you know, I feel like the the, the real I... star that doesn't get any, you know, real love off of that was Reed was a dope ass gambit. Reed oh, was oh, a dope. Yeah. Ass it was a gambit. good gambit. We we I think we killed it. As Rogue and Gambit for sure. That you was could tell he was costume. real tired though because you had your glove off and you were touching him on his skin. 
That's true. And he you better was better be responsible, rogue. And honestly, he was he was schwitzing like a schwitzer and you know, that like it was really bad. Yeah. He had to basically stand outside the entire time that both times that we wore those costumes for the party. Yeah. He had a, he was like outside because he was like sweating so bad yeah. because it was oh, almost no. entirely pleather. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, when pleather. you were at our party, I remember there was this point where you had to sit in a certain way because your costume was very tight and yeah. you'd sit the wrong way. The it funny thing is the way rip. you sat was like an amazingly rogue yeah. pose to be sitting in. <laughs> yeah. So That's it awesome. was like it was really funny how that worked out. And like, then, maybe and she sits that way because her costume is like, God, this is so fucking tight. Well because if I sat forward the the zipper would have burst. Um oh, shit. but then oh, when stop he it. and then but then Rig played into it, and then he, for the picture, like, for a little photo shoot, he, like, kind of, like, was getting in there, like, trying to pretend, try to kiss me on the cheek, and I was, like, kept fighting him for it. It was really cute. That yeah. It was very cute. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I took that but picture. But my Mr. Rogers costume, if I'm going to brag, because I'm bragging because I'm a little tipsy. Do um, it. Got over 150 likes on Facebook for my friends. shit. That's, That's amazing. That's Anderson's sister's one. Yeah. Damn, Yeah, my, my Mr. Rogers costume that, for work. I mean, there was I, a, nice. Yeah. There was a... Uh, a gender non-binary co- co-worker of mine who also dresses as Mr. Dressed, dressed as Mr. Rogers. Nice. And their costume was on point, but Good. you had the extra X factor because you had you grade your hair. I grade my hair and I did yeah. old age makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And when they yeah. heard that, and they were you like, had Chester. What? Chester That's crazy. Friday. And Chester was and Friday. You- every place she entered, she took off her shoes, put on another <laughs> set of shoes, <laughs> and another sweater. She came in sweater. with a trench coat. Like a raincoat. Right. Took it off and put on a zip-up cardigan sweater. It was a long time. Took off the loafers, put on the slippers. It wasn't that intense because juggling a dog while you're doing it is really difficult. But... but And the the whole day she was singing, it's a beautiful day It was really funny, though, because... A beautiful day for a neighbor. (laughs) Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Could you be mine? No, if I see... I don't know. If Sarah was really being herself and Mr. Rogers... She just reenacted his like speech at Congress. Yes, that's the true. The whole day. That's right. true. That's what that either is. either that or it's like the there's another bit in The Simpsons where Barton Milhouse find a tape that says like, "Oh, what's this, Miss? Oh, it's Mister Rogers drunk," and they pop it in, and the audio is like the very drunk voice just going, "What do you mean I can't take off my sweater? It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot here." It's hot. That was also me, too, because by lunch, I was also sweating like crazy, and I was like, screw this. And I changed, I had, like, brought jeans and, like, a Christmas sweater, but the Christmas sweater is, like, one of those, like, off-the-shoulder kind of deals. Oh. And I hadn't taken my old-age makeup off yet, so I looked like a oh. jazzercise grandma for a <laughs> That's fabulous. So and that was, that was pretty fun. That's awesome. But I, I legit had had coworkers not recognize me because of the old age makeup and wow, the gray hair. Wow, that's amazing. Did yeah. they recognize the character though? Because I know that was the problem you were having with work was your coworkers just not fucking recognizing most, what you most were of them as. got it most of them got that i was mr rogers there was a couple that were a little out of it but as soon as i said won't you be my neighbor they were like oh my god you're mr rogers uh, okay. so they got it that's but, good but no they, they never got winifred that was stupid oh that's so oh. mean yeah. brian can we get to ellie's feedback absolutely so i'm ellie leaving says subject <laughs> do you want to read it sean no i'm leaving okay. i'm not gonna i don't have to sit here and take this abuse <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, from your, I'm from a adult, god damn it. So Ellie's uh, subject, guess who's back, bitches? Back again. Yes. Uh, message. Ellie's back. Holy Hello, shit. Junior year has hit me with the force of a sledgehammer. Or, you know, the weight of my father's ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> or his weight in general. Oh. oh. Damn. Wow. 
Uh, either works. Truth. Take, Truth. Take your pick, I nerds. am larger. We did both. Um, sorry, not sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> since I'm waiting for Sean to get his shit together for his chapter, I figured I'd give you all a fresh batch of insults. It yes. will work as motivation. The discomfort in my time father's newly ripped asshole will give him the pain he needs <laughs> to focus so he can get his regular ass in gear. Alrighty. Ready? Yeah. No? no? Yeah. Oh, too bad. Here we go. <laughs> Sean, I know you're a little slow, so hopefully whoever is reading this to you will read it very slowly and carefully. If you are reading, Brian, well, that's a stupid notion. Brian. I forgot you can't read. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> Brian will be feeling nice today and will break out the trusty box of crayons from last time. You are so devoid of any intelligent thoughts, the silence is deafening. Maybe that's why your voice is so annoying. There is no sound in this world so odious. It sounds like a three-way between a distressed tropical bird, a kazoo, and a very confused chicken. Wow. Your, oh my dickish, God. your dickish personality and ugly face leaves people running away in fear. And much akin to Medusa, they avoid eye contact with you at all times. The only difference is that instead of turning into stone, they, they turn into a basset hound. Oh wow. my God. Your, your superhero name is the Incredible Dolt. You should hang around supervillains until they just turn themselves in because they can't take the torture. Uh, you are so stupid, no matter how many times each nerd has tried to explain it to you, you still don't understand the plot twist in the sixth sense. <laughs> You're that douchebag that buys I Love New York shirts and wears it in NYC. The scale of your ignorance is so large that it would encompass the entire Pacific Ocean. Oh, you don't know what the Pacific Ocean is? Well, take it out that itty-bitty brain of yours and imagine a big, big lake. Now make it bigger. What? Whoa. Your mind can't stretch that far? Well, I guess the only way, only the other nerds will understand this one then. You're such a huge dick, or should I say lack thereof. Oh. Just saying, there was probably an alternate reason why Long Dong Silver was retired. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Couldn't keep the lie up anymore? Now, I know this may be news to you. But actually, you actually did not turn away from Christianity. Apparently, even God's love has its limits. Oh. <laughs> the holy, wow. The, the Holy Trinity saw you in church one day, and God went, Oh my me, why is this idiot here? And Jesus said, Ah, hell nah. That guy's offensively <laughs> white. And this, this is coming from me. And the Holy Spirit was like, this motherfucker smells like weed. <laughs> well, that's all for now. I hope that I have blown all your minds and have torn Sean's asshole open asunder. Asunder. I can, <laughs> I can almost hear the blood dripping from here. Dad. Oh, my God. Get that's your shit together. Gruesome. The nerds and myself want more of the story. Love, Ellie. <laughs> all right. I have, I have two. Aww. Oh, wait. She's got a P.S.? She's got P.S. Well, yes. shit. I came up with most of this in driver's head. The, ins 
the instructor slash health teacher's voice sounds so like sounds like quinoa and sadness. <laughs> and in that slow, boring, and probably healthy to listen to, but no one really wants to. PPS. As being as per being sixteen now, Sean only has two more years to prepare for his comeback insults. Better rack that tiny, tiny pea brain of your of yours, Dad, because time goes fast. Hmm. Yep. I, and my two responses are one, yes, time is ticking down before I get to just call you the c word. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. I get the end of the sixth sense. Haley Joel Osment was dead the whole time. <laughs> okay? Uh, oh, my gosh. That was great. Thank you, Ellie. Well, guys, thank you for Fuck the you, feedback. Ellie. Ellie, Fuck thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you for the the uh, email, and we hope to read more from the Time Daughter series very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, please. Listeners, <laughs> the Time uh, Daughter series. Sarah, the uh, fact that I just heard that come out of your mouth it's so fucking weird and surreal. <laughs> um, I was re- watching too much of the Great American Read. So, uh, Sarah, unless you want to do it, I'll just do you want me to close out. You go for it. Uh, thank you guys for our feedback. If you want to be a feedbacker, what you can do is you can go to Deuteronomy.com and click on that Talk to Us button, which will send us all an email directly to our inboxes. Or if you want a more efficient method, you can also skywrite like the witch in The Wizard of Oz. Yes, you can skywrite. <laughs> We've talked about Westerosi Raven. Yep. We've talked about uh, pigeons. Sidewalk chalk. Pony Express. Carving it into Hogwarts-style owls. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Hey, if you are a Slytherin, you can also just summon the Dark Mark and say, put like a nerd glasses on there. (laughs) Slytherin from Winterfell. Whatever whatever method works for you. But honestly, the Talk to Us link is probably more efficient. Uh, You can also find us on uh, the interwebs on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerdonomy. Just Google it. I promise you will find it. Uh, you can also support us, by the way, by going to our website and giving us either a donation or buying a T-shirt. Either one. The money goes to keeping the organization running. It doesn't go to making us any money. We don't take any money from this whatsoever. Um, but the most importantly, the thing you can do is you can spread the word of nerd like a bird turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends, family, like elected officials, clergymen, birthday clowns. Um, Birth mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Scoutmaster, drug dealers, drug dealers, <laughs> social workers, um, lawyers, bartenders, child protection servers, yeah. fathers, brothers, cousins, former roommate, uh, and your boss, and while your you're dog walkers and your dog sitters. Tell them about the the show and not don't, don't only get them cobbler. to listen, but Tell also have cobbler. them don't just have them like our stuff, share it. Tell have them tell their friends and family and so on and so forth. So and that's so how you do on, it. And so, so on. on. And, and so on. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell two friends. And, and so, so on. And so on. <laughs> Way to bring it home with the Wayne's World 2 reference. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, New what, print. Calgon. Yellow. Ancient different. Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will not bow to any sponsor. <laughs> uh, I always love that she could. This is the first one he punches her out, and then it's like, I think she took that well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's okay. the taste of a new generation. <laughs> okay. Brian. Bring okay. us home. Uh, guys, we are obviously having way too much fun, but you know what? We will be back uh, probably in December. Because I don't know if this is going to fill us out all the way through November or not. But we'll be back for our Christmas episodes in December until we meet again 
Stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Got Bye. Milk? Later. And roll credits. Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Duh, I have a parasite. Good night, Mrs. Chen. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh, fuck was that from? Was that was that from Venom? It was from Venom, yeah.